In this episode, it's me alone on the microphone, and I'm talking about a topic that I'm passionate about. Guess what? Yes, it is work. I'm going to define what is work and how we approach to work. I want to give you a fair warning. The beginning of the podcast is a bit slow and at times can get sad. Because let's accept it. Most of us are sad at work. And that sadness comes from certain assumptions about what the work should be. I actually recently developed a program, a pilot program that is going to touch that topic. You can find more information about it on uniquecareersuniquelives.com slash course. And I will be telling a bit more later at the end of the podcast. What I want you to listen this podcast with the awareness of how do we define work? What do we expect from work? What don't we expect and happens and we get sad about it? And what is an alternative to it? That's what you will be listening in this episode. Please stay till the last part of this episode and let me know your thoughts after listening. Enjoy and talk to you in the end. Work. What is work? What comes to your mind when you think about the word work? Job? Tiring? Boring? Suffering? Money? Most of us have negative associations when we think of the word work. For most of us, this word is minimized to a job, which means doing a specific work given to us in exchange for money. And this definition is also confirmed by the Cambridge Dictionary, which defines work as an activity such as job that a person uses physical or mental effort to do, usually for money. Definition lists the input as effort and output as money and work, the activity as the process. Not very inspiring, is it? Our families, our societies, our generational history contributed to this negative connotation. Roman Krisnarich wrote about the semantics of the word work in various languages. In Russian, work is robota, and it comes from the word rab, which means slave. In Latin, the word is labor, which means drudgery, very, very hard physical work. In French, the word is travail, which comes from tripalium, the torture instrument made by putting three stakes together. Every definition, be it contemporary or historical, mentions that there is an effort involved. In the old times, the effort was given in exchange for freedom or food to eat. In modern times, it is for money. When we arrive at the age of adulthood, we ask ourselves, 
how can I earn money? Ideally, we would want to maximize the money and minimize the effort. Because the reason we work is to live. We all want to lead happy, healthy lives. Therefore, we want to work to have the least interference with our lives. We want it to provide for us, but not to be a hassle. We want to do it for some hours, but not take it home with us. We ideally want it to be fun while we are there, because why not? This idea of work being separated from life makes us look for work that is also separated from our lives. We usually find work alternatives that are related to our studies or similar to the work of people we know. And in the case where we have no idea, we take what we see as available to us. For some of us, this type of work works. The time spent at work is not a torture and it provides for the life we feel at ease at. We have enough money to pay for our expenses and enough time and energy to take care of our physical and emotional needs and the needs of others we want to take care of. Elizabeth Gilbert mentions in her book Big Magic that she never expected her writing to provide for her. She had always day jobs. She worked as a waitress, a bartender and various other jobs until she had the breakthrough with her writing. I have a sense that her work even supported her writing as she was meeting all types of people from all walks of life and hearing lots of stories. When you have a job that provides for what is important to you in life, all is well. But this is not the case for most of us. According to the writer and philosopher Roman Krisnarec, Never have so many people felt so unfulfilled in their career roles and been so unsure what to do about it. More than half of the workforce is unhappy in their jobs. And according to one cross-European study, 60% of people who are employed would choose a different career direction if they could start again. Are we not content anymore with good enough? Or... Are our jobs even not good enough? When we go to work, the place where we use our effort in the way that is expected from us so that we can earn money for our lives, we expect that using effort is a neutral act. Or at least it's a profitable trade where the cost of the effort to us is relatively low which is our time and a bit of physical and mental tiredness. I leave it up to you to decide if this cost is actually low. What we are not aware of until we experience it is that there might be other costs of our work, the overarching negative feelings we have. They usually come as the screams of our soul like, this is not who I am. I don't belong here. I don't do a good job. I have no interest in what I'm doing, but people are needing this work from me, so I should do it, but I really don't want to. I don't want to be here. I don't agree with the way we work. I don't agree with the way we talk with people. 
This is not fair. This is not honest. This is not nice. Sometimes the work conditions are good. The colleagues are good. The boss is good. But we just don't care about the matter of the work we are doing. It just doesn't mean anything to us. It feels so difficult to care. But we want to care because we care about the people we work with and who expect work from us. We force ourselves to do a good job, but it's very difficult to do a good job when we don't really care. We judge ourselves for not doing a good job as we know we could, but we also don't want to really. For some of us, it is a dread to do the job itself. We find ourselves doing activities that is so far from who we really are. We are creatives, but we find ourselves in jobs about correctness, structure and control. We are introverts, but our job rotates around meeting crowds and convincing them to take action. Sometimes it's about the work environment where we cannot relate to anyone. Or the standards of work is completely against our personal values and standards. All these experiences create negative feelings that do not only stay at work, but accompany us in our lives. We feel exhausted, we feel drained. Having to sustain ourselves at work with the presence of all these emotions uses up all our internal resources. Our tank gets totally empty and we frantically try to fill it up as quickly as possible. The fastest boost of happiness here is a huge cup of chocolate chip ice cream. Let's pump the tank of excitement with until the morning Netflix watching. Before we could come to our senses, find a sense of calm, have a rest and decide where to invest our leisure time, the morning comes where we need to go to work again. Days and days pass with the same cycle where things get worse. Our negative emotions pile up not only because of our work, but now also because of missing the things that are important to us. We did not spend quality time with our family and friends. We did not read the books we wanted. The side project we were having got lost in the dark. We neglected the exercise, going out, taking fresh air and being in the life. Now, on top of our dissatisfaction at work, we also have feelings of guilt. We judge ourselves. We now have negative thoughts and emotions not only when we are at work, but also when we are alone. We say we are not good enough, social enough, responsible enough. And guess what happens with the presence of these thoughts and emotions? We run to fill our empty tank immediately with the same things that were the initiator of these thoughts. Then we feel bad again. Then we do the same things again. Then we feel even worse. It becomes an endless, vicious cycle. Before the dots connected as a circle, there was one dot, the work. The activity we use our physical or mental effort to do for money so we can pay for our expenses and have enough time and energy to take care of our physical and emotional needs and the needs of others we want to take care of. 
but the promise did not hold. We could not even take care of our physical and emotional needs, let alone needs of others. On the contrary, our work added a huge additional need of healing to the equation, which became the core need of our psyche, which ended up our system transferring all the energy resources to it, leaving only crumbs of everything else that is important to us in life. What could be an alternative? Let's go back to the definition of work by the Cambridge Dictionary. Work is an activity such as a job that a person uses physical or mental effort to do, usually for money. Do you notice usually for money? It is usually for money but sometimes for something else. And I bet it can be for money and something else. Work is not only for money. How would we otherwise explain the world-famous billionaires who retired from their companies running big charities, speaking at big events, writing books, mentoring new generation of professionals, working as much, if not more than before? What is work if it's not for money? And why do we use our physical and mental effort to do it? By now, you should have understood that I like to look up the definitions of words and when I scroll down a bit in the Cambridge Dictionary definition of work, I find this. Work is to change, shape or process a substance. As in, working iron requires higher temperatures than bronze. Oh! Work is shaping changing, processing a substance. Shaping, changing, processing ideas. Shaping, changing, processing data. Shaping, changing, processing words. Shaping, changing, processing movement. Shaping, changing, processing visuals. Shaping, changing, processing sounds. Shaping, changing, processing houses. Shaping, changing, processing nails. Shaping, changing, processing wool. Shaping, changing, processing numbers. Shaping, changing, processing cultures. Shaping, changing, processing minds. Shaping, changing, processing hearts. Work is creating this change on the matter of our work. We work because we care about the matter. We work because we love the act of shaping, changing and processing. So work is an activity that a person uses physical or mental effort to do because they love putting the type of physical or mental effort required by the work or they love the subject matter of the work. This definition reminds me of the words of Khalil Gibran. Work is love made visible. Anything can be work. Cooking can be work. Caregiving for a loved one can be work. Raising children can be work. Campaigning for a cause can be work. Whatever you call my work, which has a subject matter and requires your putting physical or mental effort, is work. 
when you call it my work, it becomes an extension of who you are. It becomes an expression of your identity. It expresses your values. It expresses your choices. You become one with your work. You lose yourself in it. You experience flow. You feel the meaning and purpose and you are energized just because you are doing it. Work is your unique energy being materialized in an activity and the activity in turn energizes you. Work feeds your life. When you do your work, you have a different posture, a different aura. You bring this aura everywhere and touch everyone with it. You energize people around you. As your emotional tank is full, you are open to others and what life offers. You give your attention to people fully. You are kind to others and yourself. You notice and savor little moments of life. You are fully in the life and you feel fully alive. In this new definition, there is no clear separation between your work and your life because doing your work is a very crucial part of your life. As Marsha Sinatar calls it in her book, Do What You Love, The Money Will Follow, it provides us with a way of dedicating ourselves to life. Work in this new definition is a big source of you feeling alive. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you are inspired to go and do the work you love. Or should I say, go and shape, change, process the substance you love. Work can be so many things. It can be our contribution to others, our contribution to this world. But usually we start from a place of a bad choice. And we have been there quite some time, so it feels difficult to make a change. If you are like me, if you are once I was, you might also feel lonely because from outside it might look like a perfect situation. You might have a great job with great benefits and colleagues. But if it doesn't match with your definition of work or what you would love to do, you can't stay there. Your heart had already gone and you barely keep your body there. You cannot tell anyone about it because they don't understand. You look for ways to find a new direction. You go online, you check everything and all the suggestions about finding the passion doesn't really tell anything because you don't feel any passion. You don't remember any times where you could really feel excited. You don't know what you are really good at other than what you are doing. And that's difficult. It's difficult to start something new when you are in that state and to do it on your own. I want to tell you, you don't have to do it on your own and you are not alone. First of all, I've been there. Second, I know there are other people who are in that situation. I'm sure you will find your way somehow, someday, 
but I would love you to do it in a smooth way and in a way that you would enjoy and if possible as soon as possible that's why I would like to invite you to design a program with me I call this pilot program this pilot program will help you to discover who you uniquely are and start offering yourself as a contribution to others so that you can start feeling energized, hopeful and lively. I call it a pilot because I am running it for the first time. I usually do coaching individually, but in this situation, I believe we would benefit from being a community and doing it together. And to create a great program, I would love to have you as my co-creator. I will be asking your feedback all along and I will be expanding the program based on your contribution. This is a five-week program and it's going to start on 20th of October. We will meet every week on Tuesday 9 p.m. Central European time on Zoom. And in addition to our meetings, you will also get individual coaching weekly from me during the program. You will have an access to the closed community and you will have unlimited email support from me. To be able to be with you fully, I'm going to keep the group very small. And the registration is open till 13th of October. If you would like to learn more about the program, go and visit the website uniquecareersuniquelives.com. You will be finding the direction on the homepage or you can just go directly to uniquecareersuniquelives.com slash course. I will be looking forward to welcoming you in the program. And if we will not be meeting there, I'm wishing you all the best with your life and your work and looking forward to talking to you in the next episode. Take care.